Welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide, the show that teaches realtors how to create a thriving real estate business. Welcome to today's episode of the Real Estate Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, John Shookman, and I am so thankful to have you with me for today's episode. A huge thank you to Jennifer Harshman and Harshman Services for sponsoring today's podcast episode. I'm so thankful for the team at Harshman Services for being a part of helping my business and for sponsoring the podcast. Let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to today's interview. Pumped to have you guys with me on today's Real Estate Survival Guide episode and pumped for this week's interview. So today, it's an honor to have Noah Ward with us. So Noah, I actually met a few weeks ago. So he's part of the same group that Jeremy Kane is part of. And so when they all ended up in Dallas for the EXP event, and I was there for podcast movement, I met a few of the amazing realtors they have on their team. And I connected with Noah. And besides insulting him for how young he looks, I learned a ton from him about video, about how he's really growing a successful career. So as as soon as the event ended, I was like, I'd love to have you on the show. So Noah is a 21-year-old realtor in Sarasota, Florida, and he has basically built a six-figure in GCI business just from TikTok and YouTube alone in the last eight months while also carving out a path for real estate development. As he focuses on real estate development, he's gathered investors nationally, internationally, all over the place, all through his videos, TikTok, YouTube, etc. And so I'm pumped to have him on the show as much as I joke with him and, and roast him about how young he looked like. So at the event, I was like, are you even old enough to drink? And so we I, I gave him a hard time. But honestly, he he's absolutely crushing it in the business, crushing it with video. And so I wanted to have him here on the show. So Noah, thanks so much for joining us. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you very much, John. I appreciate you having me on today for this podcast. And yeah, it was a blast meeting you in Dallas. And actually, it was the first event I could go to, you know, with our group because I just turned 21 this year. Couldn't even book a hotel room last year to go to the Dallas event because I was 20, need to be 21. So I'm just glad that I was able to make it out to Dallas this year and talk to you and meet you um, in person as well. Yeah, man, it was awesome. So so I gave a brief intro, but like, how the heck did you get into real estate, you know, just within the past year, right? At 20 years old, like how how did all this happen? How did you decide to get into real estate? Yeah. So actually I've been in, I would say in Florida real estate about a year and a half now. So I was in high school. So what happened was uh, I was in high school going into public school and everything like that all the way up until my sophomore year of high school. Then I realized like, you know, I was doing a lot of the work and then I would sit for half of the day because I would finish all my homework and everything, get that all done. So I eventually quit public school, went online to a private school in California, based out of California, but I was still in Wisconsin at that time. And I was able to then basically do my last two years of high school online. And I was able to get two days of schoolwork done by in one day by noon. Mm -hmm. So I got up at five, got two days of homework done in by noon and I was done. Right. So we always had to follow that curriculum. But I was glad I was able to do that because that freed up a lot of my time. One, I really enjoyed golfing and fishing. So I would go out, go fishing and stuff. But it also opened my eyes to, you know, other possibilities out in the world and everything. And my dad also runs his own engineering firm in Wisconsin. So he has that entrepreneurial mindset, basically. Um, And so I think that's kind of where I got everything from. But being able to, you know, 
get school done halfway through the day and being able to enjoy the second half of my day, it, it opened up my eyes to a lot of different things. I was able to go travel to different areas, see everything. Right. Um, and I think that really shaped who I was and who I have become, um, just because I was able to travel and stuff like that. So I'm very thankful and fortunate enough to do that. But in the meantime, I was like, you know, I knew that I didn't want to be do a traditional nine to five job. It just wasn't in my blood doing schoolwork. Like I hate working at other people's pace. Like, you know, school's typically for us eight to 3 PM. But for me, I was like, why would I waste my entire day, you know, and wait till 3 PM, but I'm basically on my phone at school. It makes no sense. Right. That's why I went to a private school just to get it all done by noon and I could do whatever I wanted. So I like that freedom to be on my own. And to be honest with you, I'd had a couple jobs in high school. I absolutely hated them because I was like, you got to do this at this time. And I would finish all my quote unquote duties that I needed to before my time was up. And then they just assigned me some BS roles that made yeah. no sense just to <laughs> fill up my time. Right. I was like, busy work, busy. I was work, like, this know? makes no sense. Like I finished everything you wanted and now you're just making me do whatever random stuff until the next day. Like it made no sense. Right. It was almost like you got punished for working harder than everybody else. Right. And it was funny because I was working at the golf course at the time and people were the same people like my age. They would delay their duties, basically, and push it all the way out and spread it out. And I would get mine done half the time and then I would have to go and help them finish. And I knew what they were doing. They were just screwing around the whole time just so that they could get the most amount of money spread out. But I was like, it just makes no sense. Right. Yeah. So that was that was a big turning point for me and realizing that, you know, I wanted to do something not typical nine to five and be able to have that flexibility, which I eventually could travel, right? And do stuff on the road, online, whatever that may be, which then led me into internet marketing and just exploring the marketing aspects of real estate, right? Doing real estate marketing for a couple of agents locally and trying to just getting the know-how of real estate. And I was like, after doing that for about a year, because I was about 18 at the time, after about doing that for a year, I was like, you know, I really could do this on my own. And because I would have to tell the agents what to do basically, and they were older. So like they were really want to do it. Right. <laughs> um, so I was like, well, why don't I just get my real estate license in Wisconsin and then it, just do it all on my own? Because I obviously did that for about a year or so. And I, you know, I felt that I was pretty good at it. And so I got my real estate license in Wisconsin. I didn't do anything with it. A couple of months later, I moved to Florida and I was like, well, got to get my Florida real estate license, got my Florida real estate license. But, you know, a lot of people, they have their own sphere of influence, right? And that's kind of where they go off of in real estate. And that's kind of where they get started. So me moving across the country from Wisconsin to Florida, I was like, well, I don't have any SOI. I don't have, you know, you know, I don't, I don't know anyone in Sarasota. Like, what am I going to do? I, I'm not going to door knock. I'm not going to cold call one because Sarasota is made up of all HOA communities, deed restricted, mm -hmm. um, gated and everything like that. So it's, it's basically very hard to do. And then two, I just hate being not personal. And I just feel like that's yeah. very salesy and very cheesy. Right. So then I was like, all right. So I'm going to be in real estate, but I'm not going to do what every real estate agent does. Like, what yeah. do I do? Like, and then that's where I actually met Mike. And that's kind of where I got connected with his group doing the modern real estate, social media and stuff like that. And it, then I was like, okay, well, he's doing like YouTube, you know, Instagram, obviously at that time was, you know, it was okay, but it wasn't like, you know, you can grow a large following very fast. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I'm going to do a YouTube channel first. I'm going to start the YouTube channel. 
started the YouTube channel and I was like, I'm going to be consistent on it because, you know, I talk personally one-on-one and he basically told me if you're not going to be consistent on video, if you're not going to be consistent on YouTube, just don't even do it at all. If you're going to do it for one or two months, don't even bother. Don't even waste your time. It's not even going to be worth it. It's more of a long gameplay. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to devote my time, going to do one video every single week. And I'm not going to miss a week. And I made that promise to myself, which I kept. So I'm happy I to say I did that. But then on the flip side, I was like, okay, you know, instead of creating five to eight minute long videos, I want to do something a little bit more short and snappy, something a little bit more quick. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I got introduced to TikTok. So I initially got on TikTok, created an account on TikTok on December of like December 20th of 2020, somewhere around there. And it was just, I was like, I'm just going to create it just as another social media app. Didn't have any business application. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as I was looking, I was like, you know, there are some agents that are doing it on TikTok. And I was like, well, why can't I do this in my local market? You know, TikTok, everyone's underrating TikTok right now. And I was like, well, let's just give this a try, right? I'm just going to implement everything that Mike, you know, showed us what to do um, in terms of long form content, just mash it down into short form content. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. Um, and uh, after talking with some agents, once again, the concept came up of consistency. If you're not going to be consistent, don't even bother doing it at all. Right. Because consistency at the end of the day is going to be crucial for your success. So they were like, well, initially you want to start out putting three videos out a day on TikTok. And I was like, well, that's quite a bit for me. I've never been on video. You know, I'm not really looking forward to it, but it is what it is. Right. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. So I batched three videos per day for about three months. So, Jeez. <laughs> but, but then again, I made that devotion to myself because yes. all it takes is it's the consistency aspect and it's a compounding aspect of you're not just going to have one video blow up and then you're going to have 200,000 followers overnight, right? It may work for creators in just random spaces, but in real estate, it's a lot different to build up a social following because one, it's business. Two, people have that real estate like stigma, basically. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I'm creating like funny content that's like I'm throwing something at a wall or something like that and everyone laughs. Whatever those typical content creators do, it has more of a business application mm -hmm. purpose for it. So it's a little bit harder to create that audience, right? So it, at the end of the day, it will take a little bit more time to do that. But I knew that it was going to be worth it just because I saw what other couple of real estate agents were doing across the country. So I figured I could do that myself. Right. And it's funny because I was doing video for a little bit on TikTok, you know, about probably about a month or two. And I had this one video. I was like, I'm just going to throw this up because I had nothing better to throw out there that day. I was like, I'm going to create this quick little video. I don't even care what it looks like. It was using the green screen effect on TikTok. And about in about two days, it hit over 3 million views. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I was like, this, see, it's like this pointless stuff. It was about Kanye's old house or abandoned house in Missouri or something like that. No, it was some rapper's old house in okay. uh, Missouri. I forgot who it was again. Now that you're saying that, I'm like, wait, I saw that before I even knew you. And I didn't even realize that was you. So that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> because, it's funny. But that's the power of TikTok and, and those short form videos that 60 seconds. And I do think it's about if you're willing to. I, I love a ton of what you're saying, right? From not wanting to do the traditional job, December 2020, starting TikTok and saying, like, why can't I do it? Like 
now being successful. We haven't even talked about it, and I didn't even say in the intro. So, like, you're not just saying do this stuff on TikTok and, like, you've got 12 followers. Like, so, Noah, you're humble, but you've got over 36,000 followers now on TikTok, right? Like, you've built a brand, like, in, what, a couple years, right? December 2020. But So, when did you actually... So, so December, you started. When did you actually start using it for business? So, I this is where I was getting to the journey of hitting the 3 million views. So, yeah, sorry. Okay, no, it's all good. So, it was March, I believe, March or February when I had that video, March of 2021, that hit that 3 million views, right? And, and I was like, okay, there it is. Like, I was young. I'm still young, but I was like, I was more immature at the time. And I was like, yes, I'm there. We go 3 million views. Now, every other video is going to be 100,000 views, whatever, right? Yeah. Throw out a couple other videos. Sure. It got a couple. It probably got a thousand views, 2000 views on a video. I was like, well, this sucks. Like mm -hmm. back to square one. Right. And to be honest with you, I don't go back to that video just because of there's so many harsh comments in there. I would say there's several thousand comments and it made me want to delete the video and made me want to get off the whole app. But I was like, well, screw it. All right. I'm just going to ignore those people. It is what it is. Right. So calling me all young and everything like that. And it, which at the time it was fine, but there was some other stuff that I don't really want to repeat that they were putting in there. Um, but it is what it is for that. And it really hurt my mental state doing that. Now at the time I was, I believe 20, yeah, 20. And I was like, well, that kind of hurt, right? Hurt me mentally. And I was like, well, I'm just going to give up on TikTok, right? After about a week after that video of not really any other content, going viral. And I was like, I'm just going to quit. And so I quit for about three months. And I was like, I'm done with TikTok, erasing it. I'm just going to focus on YouTube. That's all I'm going to focus on. And then I was talking with more agents on Clubhouse and uh, getting connected with their inner group and everything like that. And just talking with agents and going through just hearing their stories it made me want to get back onto TikTok because hearing how they overcame the same kind of adversities and everything like that in a different scenario, right? Just not on TikTok, just in different scenarios. But I applied it to the same concept of TikTok. And I was like, look at some people are going to knock you down, but it's how you get up that matters, right? And that's when I told myself again, I was like, listen, I'm just, I just have to dive straight into this. I'm going to do it. And I think it was July of 2021, I told myself, I was like, yep, we're going to do it, right? So I was like, fine, just going to put out two videos a day, you know, for three months and just see what it does. That's where everything started. July of 2021 is when everything started. And that's when I started getting traction, started getting consistency, because the thing, the difference was I had a plan. I had an action plan in terms of what my videos were doing that I was putting out, something that was valuable, something that was shareable for people, and something that was also relatable for people, right? So those three components, when I started doing that for my videos, that's when I saw the biggest consistency and the biggest shift change. And that's when I started growing a large following because people are like, hey, he is young, but he is delivering a lot of good value that, you know, I can easily relate to, right? It's not just random stuff. It's actually, you know, relatable content that I can share this with my friends. And it was really mostly about, you know, sharing what Sarasota was like, sharing what Southwest Florida was like, showing what the community quote unquote looks like. Because most of the people that move here to Florida and Sarasota, they're all out of state. You know, they don't know what it looks like. And, you know, obviously you can Google it, but 
obviously video is a lot better for people, right? So that's what I did. Just showed Sarasota, showed Florida, just showed them what it's like to live there. And at the end of the day, that's what I've been focusing on ever since. And that's what has continued to help me grow and also have people reach out to me. Well, thank you for sharing. I think your story is amazing. I think another cool thing that I see you do is you're also highlighting local businesses, right? So I've seen you go to the ice cream shop, the pizza place, the like, and so you know, I've told realtors, even in the membership, like you have no business, you want to build it, go to all the local businesses, buy food there, and then be like, whether it's I review the food or, hey, can I interview the owner? And like, you're going to have all these local businesses that love you because it's not like you're showing up and saying, can I eat a slice of pizza and like review it? You're paying for the food. So you're supporting their business and then you're promoting them for free. Have you seen that really grow your following? Because then like all these restaurants, ice cream places are like, oh, Noah's the real estate guy. Like they they know you and you've built a following there too. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. It's It's funny because now, you know, as I was gaining my followers and everything like that, it was funny because, you know, I had businesses, you know, reach out to me and stuff like that. And we chatted and obviously they were like, Hey, we've been sharing your content. And then I got a message from Facebook messenger from a person that uh, is in business manager for a sushi, sushi restaurant on Siesta key. Mm -hmm. And he was like, Hey man, you know, the video you put out and it was like three months ago, he was like, we're getting customers monthly, many customers monthly from your video saying, hey, I saw this guy on TikTok. And so I figured when I came to CS Key, I'd come and check out your sushi place. I have the text message. And I think that made that made my month basically of yeah. actually seeing my videos make an impact for people, right? Because at the end of the day, it's not all about me. Uh, yeah. Long-term play for me is creating something that's bigger than myself. Um, and creating something that a lot of people will benefit from, right? Not just me, right? And that really uh, showed me what the power of video actually is. And, you know, by doing all of that, I also had Holiday Inn Express reach out to me and they wanted to do a partnership and collab. So we did a partnership and collab. It was, it was fun, right? It was very fun. They sent me down to Sanibel Island to do um, just showcase what Sanibel looks like and showcase like their hotel, how close of a drive it is to Sanibel and so forth. And so that was great, right? It was fun. It was my first partnership, brand deal, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, it's opened up a lot of doors, right? Yeah. It's not just talking about me, but it's just talking about the surrounding area. And that's opened up a lot of doors for me, which, you know, I've actually had people when I was golfing, they were like, because I could hear them talking, they were like, hey, isn't he the guy from TikTok? And I've actually had people come up to me like, you're the guy from TikTok. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess I am the guy from TikTok. And yeah. it was funny. I was walking into a flooring store, right? For just to look at flooring for a house. And a sales manager literally stood up and said, you're Noah from TikTok, yelled it across the room right when I walked in. And I was like, I was just shocked. I was like, I was just frozen there for a second because I was like, what do I do in this scenario? Like, it was very awkward at the time. But looking back, I mean, it just shows that creating content that's relatable, shareable and memorable for people, um, it really keeps a lasting uh, image in their head. That's basically what I've been focusing on is doing that content, but really exploring it and kind of going a little bit more in depth with it. Like now I bought a drone, couple drones now to where now I'm just going to be focusing on all video, doing camera work and everything like that. So I'm really trying to up the production level of everything and just trying to push it out.
I'm in, incredibly impressed. I mean, I, from even seeing how many followers to now hearing, oh yeah, IHG, uh, you know, Holiday Inn sent me down to do a video. So you did say something and you kind of said you went back to TikTok, but I was actually thinking about this question even before knowing, you know, the comments on TikTok. But how do you handle like, Someone saying, oh, he's only 21 years old. He doesn't know anything or, oh, he, you know, whatever the comments, the nasty comments were on the TikTok video of Kanye's house. Like, obviously, that discouraged you to a point. But how do you handle it now? Because right, the more I know people with 300,000 followers on TikTok, 50,000, I feel like everyone has those doubters. Normally, those doubters are people that are like sitting on their couch in their mom's basement. But like, how do you either encourage yourself or just brush it off to the point where like you don't because I think realtors listening to this, the biggest holdup is always going to be, I don't like the way I look. I don't know what to say. And so if you get criticism, how do you like still, you know, preach to yourself or whatever it is like, no, I'm good at what I do. These are just doubt. Like what? what how do you handle all of that? Yeah. So. Through that one that one video, that one video that hit over 3 million views, that one really transformed the whole outlook that I had on TikTok. And it was basically, I have an F you mindset. Like if you say something bad, I don't care. Like if yeah. that's how you feel, most of the time it's people that have no profile pictures, have no videos. And it, at first I was like, you know, being the immature self I was, I was like, you know, says the person who doesn't have a profile picture, doesn't have a video. I was like, for all I know, you could be a 10 year old just sitting on the couch. Like I've said that, mm -hmm. but you know, it's not very respectful, but now I just have created the mindset. Like it, I've created a thick skin around it to where, you know, I know I'm going to get those comments. And after talking with very successful people, it's like, if you're not getting hate, or if you're not getting any kind of publicity, you're doing something wrong. Basically, mm -hmm. you're not doing anything right. So the way I look at it is I hope that I get more people that hate on me because it means that I'm doing something that they wish that they were doing or doing something that they obviously can take enough time out of their day to comment. Right. So like if there is a bad comment, I will reply back and say, thank you for taking that time out of your day to comment this or something along those <laughs> lines. Right. Just because I don't really care what they have to say. Most of the time, like I said, no profile picture, no video. I just rub it off. Like now I have it in the back of my head. Like now that I've reached a certain point, I'm like, you know, to myself personally, and it's kind of cocky, but it's like, I don't care what you say. I've made six figures doing this. Like, I don't like, I don't care. Right. Like, and it's not the direction that I, I don't want to be associated with those people. And anyone that's like, here's the biggest one that I'm having right now is people living in Florida. And it, I'm doing all these videos on Florida. I'm getting people commenting on my videos and they're saying, Noah, like Florida or Sarasota real estate's not affordable. Like, you know, Florida real estate's ridiculous. The bubble's going to burst and it's going to crash. And like, you know, this yeah. housing market is not affordable. And like, I focus now south of Sarasota in a city called Northport, right? Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I looked up the, uh, the median house stats in the US right now. $428,000 it is for an average house, which is crazy. Northport, it's like $400,000. It's under the <laughs> national average. And people were commenting, they're like, Northport's way too expensive to live. Housing is very expensive. And I comment back and say, the housing, I mean, it's cheaper than the US national average. So, I mean, that's a plus. Like, sure, a lot of people can't afford a $400,000, $500,000 house, which is perfectly fine. 
But then again, you got to also look at if you want that, you go to the middle state of Florida. But if you want to live a lifestyle that's on the beach, you want to live a specific lifestyle, obviously, you're going to have to pay more for it. So you get a lot of those haters on TikTok. But at the end of the day, they're just mad at the place that they're at in their life. And they're not mad truly at you. They just wish that they were doing something a little bit better. And they're kind of jealous of what kind of content you're putting out. Yeah, I love all of this. And I think it's it's an encouragement for realtors. And I keep saying it. I say it to myself. It's like preaching to the choir. And I say it to people that I coach, like you need to be on video, short form video. Right. And and a lot of people are like, oh, I just want to use Instagram for pictures. And I'm like, I'm telling you, short form video is the way it's going. And then, as we all know, you know, those of you and me, like people involved in social media know exactly what Instagram did a few months ago where It's videos now. It's videos and you have to try hard to see pictures. And so it's like the shift is coming. What are you going to do about it? So I love what you're doing. I'm guessing you never thought, oh, I'd have 30,000 followers on TikTok. You were just trying to be helpful and learn some stuff. No, like, you know, I've I've said this in a couple other podcasts, like the follower count is just a vanity metric to me. And I think here's the biggest and I'll keep this short as like, Sure. A lot of people love having that big K behind the number, right? Which is cool. But at the end of the day, it's just a vanity metric. And I'm going to relate this because I did a a test, a two-day test on my video. So I was like, I'm just going to throw two random videos about Florida, right? And I forgot what they were again. Um, One was just about Northport. And then the other one was about this, just something in Florida. Throw out those videos. And I was like, listen, I'm just going to throw those out. Have Really, it's not going to be anything special, but it I know it's going to get a lot of views. Mm-hmm. Threw those two out in a matter of 24 hours. They have 15,000 views and 14,000 views. Like, which, you know, all my typical videos have about four to 8,000 views, right? Because they're more tailored towards Sarasota and Sarasota real estate. So obviously they're going to get less views. But for this one, I was like, yeah, I'll just throw this out. Here's what it's going to get, right? At the end of the day, it's a vanity metric. At the end of the day, did I get any clients from it? No, I just did it just to prove it. Like, hey, I'll throw out a video. It's just for a vanity metric. People love having the big numbers behind you know, their, their follower count. But at the end of the day, if you haven't built genuine relationships with your followers, you are not going to turn that into business, right? And you know, I don't really care if I have 36,000 followers or if I have 200,000 followers. If they are not engaged in what I'm doing, if they don't like what I'm doing and they're just following me to follow me, I don't even want them. That's why to those com- those haters, like I don't want them following me because mm-hmm. sure, I'll lose followers for it, but at the end of the day, they're not the genuine relationships that I want to build with people down the line that will eventually reach out to me to either, either buy or sell a house, right? So at the end of the day, number, it's just a vanity metric. And the biggest thing is you just want to focus on building relationships. And that's why I got on TikTok and YouTube. I love that. This is so good. Thank you so much. So you really want to create genuine relationships with your followers. How are you doing that? Like, is there any specific way? Like, is it through messages on TikTok? Is Because I know your business has grown through TikTok. Like a lot of it is investors. But like, what are you doing either on TikTok or maybe in your community that is creating those genuine relationships? Yeah. So what I've really been doing is, you know, for any question that I get asked about people or any question that people ask me on any video, I will try to do an in-person video. Like if they say, hey, Noah, can you go to Siesta Key or something like that to show me this? 
I'll go there because it's, it is a 25 minute drive for me. But at the end of the day, I want to build that connection with them and I want to show them, Hey, I am here. I will do this video for you if you want. So that's one way. The second way is like I told you, delivering value to people, right? I'm not putting out just any BS content that has no relevancy. Um, I'm actually creating content that's going to be valuable for people one day. And that's why I've actually had people, I have a whole police department in Pennsylvania following me um, from the police chief. And now all the police people are following me there. They're like, we've been following you for about eight months now. And, uh, you know, I wanted to reach out to you just to say how well of a job you're doing, just because, you know, all the videos you're creating are very valuable to us. You know, I have a lot of people that are looking to move to Southwest Florida. Um, and when we do make them move, obviously, you're going to be our first call. But I just wanted to thank you for that. Like I get calls like, you know, people aren't looking to buy now and maybe two or three years down the road, but they just give me a call and say, hey, thank you very much for putting out this content. And then I ask them, I'm like, what content do you want to see more of? Yes. And then once I ask them that, then they're like, hey, well, maybe I want to see a little bit more of this, this, and this. And I'm like, great. I'm going to tailor more of my content towards this for the next month, right? And anything that people ask me, I will do. I'm not hard-headed and say, nope, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and I'm not going to do what you ask me to do, right? And I think that's how I've been able to build uh, genuine relationships with people all across the country is by doing those small things. Yeah, I love it, man. So people won't see your profile and we'll make sure we get the links and everything as we close out the show. But I think another key piece in your TikTok that I think every time I coach a realtor, I feel like they're missing this. Your phone number is right there on your profile. So if they have a question, boom, pick up the phone and they'll have you on the phone in a minute. And I'm I'm saying this because I don't want to forget. I'm sure that's a big piece for you that I'm sure you get calls and they're like, oh, I just saw that TikTok video. I wanted to call you. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because people actually, they give me a call and they're like, hey, you know, is this Noah? And I'm like, yeah, this is. And they're like, um, I hate to say this, but I found you on TikTok. And I was like, I just gave you a call. You had your number. And I was like, it's all good. That's where I get most of my business is all yeah. from TikTok. And then that's when I started the conversation. So the biggest thing is being able to have my location, Sarasota, Florida, in my bio, having my phone number, and then also having what I kind of specialize in, along with, you know, obviously a link that goes to my landing page, which then people can go check out my YouTube channel, right? So that's for another later date. But I think those are the biggest key things to have in a bio. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. I, I'm sorry I segued that, but I'm like, I think that's an important note of making sure your phone number is there. So as we kind of close out our time, first of all, thank you so much. I, I love asking this question to all our guests. Take me to a point of transition. Now, maybe this is leaving those jobs and realizing you're doing everybody else's work. Maybe that's finishing school early because you just take me to a point within the last you know few years where you've been through transition and what was like maybe a fear you had at that time. What would be a piece of advice you'd give that version of yourself? Yeah, so I don't share this at all. I think you're probably the second public person to share this with. But in 2019, it was, uh, I believe it was. And I went through this health scare of, I went to every doctor that could possibly think of, right? Any ologist you can think of, except a neurologist. That's the only person I didn't go to, but every other one I did. And it, they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me, right? Most of my tests were abnormal. The ones that should have been normal were abnormal. You know, it was just a whole thing. And the biggest thing was I was dropping like several pounds per week, right? So I eventually at 19, almost 20 years old, I was at 115 pounds. And it was, it was scary because 
I had to do when I did a pill cam, right? So I swallow a camera and then it goes through whatever. And in that two days that I was in that one day, I should say that I didn't eat any food. I lost two pounds in that one day. And I was literally eating probably 5,000 calories every single day, but I was still losing weight. No one could figure it out until one day I had this spine problem and it just shot through my whole entire spine. I woke up, I couldn't sleep and it was just so bad. Ended up that night, I went to the ER and it got so bad that they gave me this Molotov cocktail, basically of a whole bunch of, uh, of drugs. And I was in the ER for a few hours and it literally after a couple hours, like it just like snapped, like everything just shut off. Like, you know, all the pain and everything like was gone. And it was crazy because in that one moment, everything was gone. Like all my levels went back to normal to this day. No other, no doctor knows what the heck that was. And they say it could come back. It could not. It's just very random. And I think that was the biggest turning point for me was like, listen, I think there was an underlying contributing factor to that um, in terms of stress and anxiety and stuff like that, just not knowing what I really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think the biggest thing was that was the turning point for me and being able to move to Florida, start a new quote unquote life and just, you know, create a new me. I think that was the biggest turning point because I didn't really like who I was before. But after that, you know, I've been able to create a life that I really enjoy and something that I think will have a bigger purpose in myself. Yeah. So what would be like, if you had a piece of advice to give that version of yourself, is it go do something new or what, what is it? My biggest thing is just don't be scared. Um, it's, you know, don't be scared of the unknown. Be able just to, if you're scared of it, I think that's something that you should actually run towards because, you know, it's something out of your comfort zone. It's something that you're not used to. And when you get out of your comfort zone, that is when you actually grow as a person. And so I'd say just jump into the unknown and see where that takes you because right now it's taking me to where I'm at now and it's going to take me to amazing places I know in just the next couple of years. Yeah. Good stuff, man. So realtors out there, and I, I love asking this to each guest as well, realtors out there who are lonely, maybe they're frustrated, maybe they feel, right, this keeps coming up like, well, the, the market's starting to shift. I don't have clients that can buy. The rates have kind of put them out of the market. What would be a piece of advice that you would give realtors out there today? So the biggest piece of advice is, you know, we have to shift as real estate agents, we have to shift with our market, right? And I think that's that goes hand in hand with shifting our content. So shifting our content to, towards, okay, so if the common issue is, you know, buyers are having issues with getting financing or, you know, qualifying or something like that, create more videos around creative financing or create more videos around creative ways, talking with your lender and creating videos that are actually going to be helping buyers say, hey, look at in this changing market, I get it, you know, high interest rates are raising, you know, um, and, you know, the uncertainty is, you know, kind of scary, but here's how you can combat this the best route. And then you go into the video saying, you know, these are the three things you can do to ensure that you're in the best financial position for when you want to buy your house. And I think the biggest thing is following the real estate market and following the overall economy and then curating your content towards that, because that's going to be very relevant to every single person right now, especially in the economy we're in. And I think shifting and doing that, just not doing the same content you did one year ago, but now doing something that's going to be very favorable for in the foreseeable future. I think that's the biggest thing any agent should be doing right now on video. No, that's that's great and super helpful. And I love what you just said 
following the market and following the economy. I, I didn't even highlight this earlier because I was thinking of the next thing. But what I love is as people are saying, oh, it's too expensive to live here. You've done the research. You've said, no, look, I researched the median or whatever it is, house yeah. value of the United States where it's 430. We're actually 400,000. So we're cheaper. And you kind of set yourself as the expert. It's not like I'm I'm some kid sitting in my bedroom filming TikToks. I'm doing the research. I'm doing the research and showing you that that's not factually. Because I think, again, a lot of those haters and comments come from people that really have no idea. I've been encouraged recently that like we as realtors need to be the ones in front of our clients. Like I've even said to my clients, oh, there's a shift. You know, the shift is coming. And they're like, oh, so it's a buyer's market. And I'm like, no, I probably and realtors out there probably need to release videos like a shift does not mean a buyer's market, a shift, because I think many of us realtors and the experts still believe house prices a year from today will be up just not 25% like the previous, right? So I think it's like realtors out there, you have to be the expert. You have to be the expert, do what Noah's done, do the research and then share that with people. So no, that's really good. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, for sure. Most definitely. And yeah, it was, it was a pleasure being on here and talking with you about that. And I hope that I provide you with a lot of valuable info. A thousand percent, man. So yeah, thank you for your time. I know that people are going to be like, holy cow, this kid's 21 years old, crushing it way more than me. Where can I learn from him? So tell us all the places where, I mean, and we'll make sure we include it in the show notes, but just for people that are listening, where can we find you on TikTok, YouTube, socials, whatever you want to share? We'd love to. Connect. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like if, if anyone had any questions, like I said, I just want to be able to help people. Right. And I want to be able to provide information. So whether that be agents or consumers, you can reach out to me in my Instagram DMs. It's just type in Noah Ward and it should pop up. But the real username is Noah dot underscore dot Ward. And then um, for TikTok, you can find me at Noah dot dot Ward. And then, yeah, I think those are the two best places that you can check out. And then obviously I have links for my TikTok that go to my YouTube. So you guys can just follow that. But if you want to reach out to me in person or over DM, I mean, um, just check out my Instagram. Thank you so much. So proud of what you're doing. It's kind of crazy. And so thanks for uh, taking some time to share with us today. We appreciate it. And uh, we hope you have an awesome day. Perfect. Thank you very much, John. Thank you guys so much for listening to this interview with Noah Ward. I had a great time interviewing him and learned a ton, and I hope you did as well. Man, I'm telling you, you know, and I'll share some takeaways here, but I think the biggest one of all is like, stop letting your age, whatever it is, tell you you can't be successful, right? 21 years old, right? I <laughs> I was joking with him before we started recording that I think I was basically like a teenager by the time he was born. So I love giving him a hard time, but he's absolutely crushed it, right? Absolutely crushed it. One of the big takeaways for me is he moved to, you know, Sarasota, Florida there in 2020, you know, had gotten licensed in Wisconsin, moved and thought, why can't I do this, right? Had to have a devotion to himself and be willing to be consistent. But He's having a ton of success, and it does not matter that he's 21 years old. It just doesn't matter. I loved how he talked about, you know, moving to Sarasota and not having a sphere of influence and trying to figure out what he was going to do and how he was going to create success in real estate. And he basically was like, well, I'm not going to be salesy or cheesy or pitchy. I'm, I'm just not going to be willing to do it. 
And what I really loved as well was how Noah said, I'm not going to do what every other agent does, right? So as a 21-year-old and people are like, oh, you're a kid. So 21-year-old kid, whatever you want to say, he basically said, no, I'm, I'm not going to just do the same thing that everybody does just because they do it. I'm going to build my own brand and really pour my heart and soul into it. It's absolutely amazing how he's gotten there. And even really, it's it's been about a year, right? You know, July of 2021 was when he really got consistent, how he wanted to, you know, help people and share things. And he got consistent with TikTok, Instagram reels, you know, and videos on TikTok, etc. And he started to plan for it. And from there, it's just been like, absolutely crushing it for the past 15, 16, you know, 17 months ever since. I loved how he talked about on his videos, he tries to be relational, right, with his followers. He tries to reach out to them. Hey, happy birthday. Hey, check in with them. You know, he actually cares about them as people. It's not just a number. I can only imagine, you know, having 30, 40,000, 50,000 TikTok followers that it's just numbers, but he's learned that it's not just numbers. These are people and these are relationship. And so, you know, I love as you produce content, and I think I've asked many of you guys, right, uh, you know, in personal messages, what do you want to hear on the podcast? Because I want this to be personal. I want this to be relatable. I love how he did that with his videos, you know, asking, hey, what content do you guys want to see more of? Can I see this home in Siesta Key? Can you show me how this is? You know, so what kind of value can you deliver, right? And so I think that's a huge win. And him acknowledging that early on in his real estate career is absolutely huge. I love how he said, you know, he wants to make an impact and create something bigger than himself. I certainly feel that way. That's right why you're listening to this, because I wanted to create something bigger than me and to help people. But he's done an amazing job of creating content that's helpful, relatable, shareable. So those are two big takeaways for me. A third is just really having thick skin. Guys, man, can't we all relate to that? Like the doubters and the haters. And he just kind of said, look, the numbers, thousands of downloads, it's, it's a vanity metric, but people are doubters on there. How can I have thick skin and not worry about what the doubters are saying, right? If he would have worried about what the doubters are saying, he would have quit, you know, a couple years ago and never gone back to TikTok and never created this amazing business. So love how he shared about his health scare in 2019 um, and how that was really a turning point from stress and anxiety to becoming like a new version of himself that wasn't scared of the unknown and realizing that growth happens in the unknown. So another big one, I feel like I had like a thousand takeaways, so I tried to summarize it in four or five, but another big one, you know, his advice to realtors, just being willing and having to shift with the market, right? Being creative, like follow the market, follow the economy, be the expert in your area. So Super proud of what he's doing. And guys, I guess my biggest takeaway is just like Noah as a person and how he's built his business. He hasn't let anyone stop him. You know, it did discourage him for a while, but he realized like, no, I'm, I'm not going to let anyone tear me down. I'm going to do this. And he is, again, 21 years old, guys. So if a 21-year-old realtor can do this, there's absolutely no reason that you and I cannot grow our business through TikTok, social media, Reels. There's no excuse. If Noah can do it, 
we all should be able to do it. And so that's my big encouragement to you guys. I'll make sure I have all the links in the show notes. Check out Noah on Instagram, on TikTok. Follow what he's doing. Encourage him. He's crushing it. And I'm super proud to know him and, and how he's built his business. And just very thankful he was willing to share with you guys on this podcast interview some of the lessons he's learned along the way. So hope you guys really enjoyed it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks, Noah, for being an amazing guest. And I will see you all on our next episode. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Survival Guide. If you enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. It helps others discover the show. Thank you so much, and we will see you on the next episode.